All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. You see, in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And today is Tuesday, March 23rd, and traders are closely watching the debt ceiling negotiations. And then we also had some earnings reports. So we had Dick's Sporting Goods, DKS reporting, and Lois. So how will the markets react to all of this today? And more importantly, how are we trading it? By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hardquarter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we are real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. With that said, let's take a look at the markets and an uh, interesting day yesterday, right, Mark? It was, Marcus. Yeah, the S&P yesterday, uh, just trying to find some direction, uh, really a, a lackluster day there. We uh, were trading in a 19-point range, end of the day, uh, up 0.6% higher. <laughs> yeah, nothing. And uh, then also the Dow. No, yesterday we were lower in the S&P. Were we? Did I get that wrong? Uh, I don't know. No, the I, Dow was lower okay. yesterday. I know that. And the Nasdaq and, made highs that they we haven't made since last August. And Marcus, I said that the S&P was up 0.6%. Actually, it was up 0.6, well, 0.6 of a point. So basically yeah. a half of a point higher, which is up 0.02%, which is nothing. <laughs> yeah. But the Nasdaq, away and... Away. I mean, uh, this is a very well brought up a weekly chart. And uh, I mean, we already made highs for the year. And now we are attacking the August highs from last year. Yeah, an impressive run uh, in uh, 2023 with uh, tech stocks and the NASDAQ. And like you said, trading at levels not seen since August. Uh, although it, it looks like right now trying to trying to push higher, maybe a, a little bit of a resistance. We'll see. Yeah, well, the S&P 500 definitely has resistance, struggling to break through the 4,200. And I mean, this week, it's all about the debt ceiling because we are, what, uh, seven days away, eight days away from a potential default. And this is why right now everybody is paying very, very close attention to what's happening. And yesterday, uh, Biden and McCarthy met and uh, after they adjourned, they called the meeting productive and professional, but no debt ceiling deal, deal just yet. And, you know, this is, it, it's one of those things. We, we've talked about it. You know, in, in reality, this is going to be a non-event, non-issue. But if we're wrong, it could be a big deal. Right. And uh, yesterday we in our mastermind group, we're talking about, uh, you know, hedging, you know, should we hedge? Uh, it, does it make sense to hedge? Is there something we should do because of this looming event? Right. Um, and when you hedge, you're, you're either paying uh, a cost to hedge or you're giving up opportunity. Right. Um, and I could be wrong, but I feel this is kind of like earthquake insurance in the in California. Right. Where you really don't need earthquake insurance. Yes. 
An earthquake is a big scary thing when it hits, but in reality, you do not need it. And if you were to buy earthquake insurance for years, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of money. And yes, there might be that time when it comes through, but in reality, it's just a non-event. So I think they're gonna get a deal done. I think it's gonna be just fine. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see, a positive tone, although no settlement. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think it was JP Morgan who put the uh, probability of a default at 2%. So, I, I mean, it is a low probability, but it is still a probability. And this is why we also see today the market super, super quiet, a little bit lower opening and then trading in a tiny little range here. I mean, the markets are just waiting for some good news. It's funny. I uh, I threw out just random probabilities yesterday, um, and two percent was uh, the probability I used too. There you go. <laughs> now we have two people saying it. You yes. and Happy Morgan. <laughs> well, it, it's super interesting because we also, in addition to this, we have some Fed speakers saying that. Uh, the Fed might not be done hiking rates just yet. Uh, I mean, this is where uh, Fed President Ballard said it could take another two rate hikes this year to crush inflation. And yesterday we had Kashkari saying that uh, they might not done yet. And even if they pause in the next meeting, it doesn't mean that uh, the rate hikes are over. But the markets are not really reacting to this just yet. You know, but Marcus, I do think that this situation is a little more significant for the market, like a, a, a bigger reality check or something that, that could be a factor. I, I don't think that the Fed is going to raise rates at their uh, next meeting, their June meeting. Uh, and I think the probabilities reflect it. But yeah, you just switched over to the uh, the probabilities of when they might cut. And now... Traders are saying that there is likely to be one cut by the end of the year. And that's a shift, right? Traders were saying three cuts um, at one point, and now it's just one. So that's getting a little more in line with what the Fed's thinking or what they've been saying all along. Yeah. And in any other week, I mean, these comments would send the markets down, especially since we see that the probabilities are shifting, that rates are staying high for longer. And now that we have really good probabilities, that there might be another rate hike in the books sometime this year. And uh, I mean, usually markets would say, not good, down, but right now the focus is just on the debt ceiling. Because I, I also checked the, uh, look at this, the two-year yield has been steadily climbing higher. I mean, from a few weeks ago, 3.8 in the beginning of May to now 4.4 almost, the same with the 10-year. And rising interest rates are usually bad for the markets. But I mean, right now, the, the markets and interest rates are decoupled, it seems. It, it does. And it's interesting that we've even gotten away from this uh, discussion uh, recently with everything going on. It's, it's kind of, uh, like you said, decoupled and, and uh, maybe investors not paying as much attention to it. Um, possibly. But they will. I mean, this is where we see uh, it has been just rising steadily for, uh, I don't know, the last two weeks, both the two-year yield and the 10-year yield. So at some point, this will affect the markets. But right now, the focus is still on the debt ceiling. We also had a, a few companies reporting earnings. We had uh, Dick's Sporting Goods uh, reporting earnings. Right now, the ticker symbol is DKS. They're up 0.6%. Uh, 
Did you see what happened there? So with a Dick's uh, Sporting Goods, I I did not see the the specifics there, um, other than the the positive beat. Yeah, they 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 beat it, and they just uh, reassured uh, that they are sticking to their guidance, and, and that's what market participants wants to hear that they are not cutting their guidance. On the other hand, Lois reported earnings. Now they're up uh, 2.4%. They were down uh, earlier. So they also beat estimates, but they said, well, we are kind of cutting our guidance for the remainder of the year. Pretty much similar to what Home Depot did last week. Uh, but both sure. are up today, uh, up 2.4%. I'm a little bit surprised by this. Could be connected to the economic report that we had today. What do you think? You know, it's interesting uh, because that that slightly lower start, it, it seemed like traders just you know, kind of looked at it as a, a wash with the positive earnings, positive revenue, but also possibly um, the the guidance uh, priced in a little bit uh, based on what Home Depot said. All right. And so interesting to see that 2.3% jump. Uh, it does look like on a five minute chart, a lot of it happened early. So I don't think it was the report. Yeah, uh, because if you if you look at the economic calendar for today, so we we did have uh, two reports, and this is where I'm saying maybe the new home sales because they're still coming in strong, and uh, this was released at ten o'clock Eastern time, nine o'clock Central time. Yeah, but then uh, again, you know there was a little bit of a lift after that, uh, but it was trading, you know, go it was basically trading around uh, well a buck lower. Or, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe. I mean, this is usually not a report that moves the markets, and that's what we see. Also, the flash manufacturing PMI that came in today and the flash services. Uh, The manufacturing PMI is slightly worse than expected. The services PMI is slightly better than expected. We we also, uh, we already said yesterday, these, even though they are red flag reports, will not move the markets today. And sure enough, they did not, because if you look at a five-minute chart, of the uh, S&P 500, we see that nothing really has been happening after these reports were being released. Yeah, and that was really what we expected. Uh, We do know that uh, later on this week, things pick up, but uh, we figured it would be a quiet start and then things getting a little interesting uh, tomorrow afternoon and uh, potentially Thursday or Friday. Yeah, tomorrow afternoon with the Fed meeting minutes for sure. Yeah, and then as soon as the debt ceiling talks are out of the way, that's when we will focus on the Fed and interest rates again. And I think this will send the markets lower. So I believe that uh, the S&P 500 will have a really rough time breaking through the uh, 4200 level. I believe we could go back to the uh, 4050 level, uh, 4050, right here over the next uh, couple of weeks. All right. All right. All right. We'll see. All right, let's take a look at our positions and see what is happening here. And uh, I mean, looking good. So CTRA, Cotera Energy, uh, yesterday I did sell the 26 puts, uh, got 30 cents uh, per um, option traded. So that's $30. I sold 54 of them, so around $1,600. And uh, right now we are still trading nicely above 26.16 on Thursday's ex-dividend date. So if I'm not getting called away early, I might even be able to collect another dividend of 20 cents. So let's see what happens there. But this is uh, behaving very nicely. Yeah, not too bad there. Glad you were able to sell some calls. Yeah. 
And then AMD, I mean, for you also AMD up, up and away, which is good, right? You mentioned it yesterday. You are okay getting called away because you did sell calls against your existing position. I did. And so I have the 103 calls that expire Friday that I've sold. And uh, I was able to roll those out last week, collect some nice premium on that. At this point, if it stays above 103, I'm perfectly okay letting it get called away. Um, I, I'm ready to move on from this. It's made a pretty impressive move higher, and and I, I'd rather let it go than see this, you know, pull back on a 50% retracement from those lows to highs. Which you know that type of pullback, even if it's you know 20 or 30% from those highs, is normal. Um, but hey, we'll we'll see what happens between now and the end of the week. Yeah. All right. PNC having a really nice day today, up two and a half percent, right back in this range, and seems to be uh, crawling higher right now. And that's what we want to see. So once we get to the upper part of the range, might be able to sell calls against our existing position. But right now, definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to see. We we kind of had that you know maybe one twenty acting as a little resistance, and then we just pushed right through that, which is nice, up two and a half percent today. I I think that this one could just drift higher now on no news, uh, and um, uh, for me, it would be selling calls at one thirty six. Yeah, and then we have Cisco. This is a trade that came up this morning in our mastermind group. Uh, actually, Michael alerted us to this, uh, yeah. looking like a really really good trade. Uh, this has been trading in a range and sideways for, for quite a while here. And uh, the, the range is uh, somewhere between uh, 70 and 90, I want to say. And this morning, the 70 put was available and uh, we sold it for 30 cents both, right? I sold it a bit earlier and then later on you got filled. So this is a trade that we have been taking, a trade until Friday. So that's... Uh, Let's see, the 30 cents was 39% uh, annualized. And this is one that really doesn't move a whole lot typically. Uh, what I liked about it too was if you look back uh, pre-COVID, right, you have this COVID drop, but it's trading in this range that was established, you know, prior to COVID. I, I think that it's a, a nice one, uh, not really volatile. And uh, without a whole lot going on right now, it was one to, to uh, pick up yeah. or to, to sell premium on. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, this looking good right now. It's trading at 25 cents. Actually, I sold it for 35 cents. How, how much did you sell it for? Uh, for uh, SYY? Yep. Yeah, I got, I got uh, 35 cents as well. Yeah, 35 cents. So that's 45% annualized. So, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see uh, if it stays above uh, 70 by Friday, we just keep the whole premium. Uh, we might close it early. So there was a comment of uh, you always keep the whole premium. No, sometimes we're closing it early. And this is when we are giving back uh, between 10 and 20 percent of the premium, depending on how we close it. Usually within a day, we like to see 80 percent of the max premium. And uh, until the day before expiration, we like to close it at 90 percent. Uh, of max premium exactly exactly so yes if you sell a put or call and you collect premium and you do nothing with it then uh what you collect is yours to keep but uh you know kind of like counting your chickens before they hatch uh you never know what's going to happen and i love an early exit when it's uh possible it makes sense 
Yeah, because it frees up buying power and you can deploy the capital again. So that makes a lot of sense. All right, we'll take another look at the markets and see where we stand. But if you find these discussions helpful, give us a like. And if this is your first time here, consider subscribing to the channel. Now, let's see what is happening here right now, if the markets are finding a direction. And they do not. I, I mean, look at this. This is where we're getting really into... Let me, let me draw lines again. I did the other day and it helped because after I drew li the lines, the market was breaking out. So we're making higher lows, but we, we failed to make higher highs uh, right now, really in a waiting mode. And uh, I mean, today it can go either way, but it seems yeah. that more and more politicians are chiming in, being hopeful that uh, a resolution can be reached, that the US doesn't have to default. And, uh, but again, you called it 2% probability. <laughs> yeah, my guess is it's a, a non-event and uh, like, yeah, I, I think you have a pretty good uh, uh, idea there on the S&P. Maybe you get a little bit of a rally on a debt ceiling uh, resolution and then the focus on the Fed, maybe a little bit of a pullback, having a hard time uh, really taking off from there. Yeah, I believe. I believe this is what's going to happen. Hey, you don't want to miss what's going to happen. So make sure that you subscribe. And uh, in the meantime, take a look at the other videos that we have for you here. Uh, check those out. This way you get a better idea of how exactly we are trading. And then we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.